Good morning, Tuolumne Community Baptist Church. I am so excited about this morning. This is our nation's birthday. July 4th was yesterday. I hope everybody had a wonderful time getting together with family and barbecuing. What a day to remember to celebrate our nation. One nation created under God. Father, I just thank you for that. I thank you that we have a free nation, still do and still will. Father, I just thank you for that. Anyway, I can't wait for this morning's service. Hang on, it's gonna get started here in just a minute. Testing one, two. Okay, it's working there. Praise God. Thank you, podcast listeners, for being patient. And thank you, church, for being patient with me. Uh, sometimes technology and I just don't get along. We just don't. We argue a lot. We, we, we call each other names sometimes. I'm sure these machines have a lot to say about me. We're in part five of a series entitled The Holy Spirit. We've been talking about him for several weeks now, and I hope that you've been enjoying this as much as I've been teaching it. Because this series comes easy for me because I'm talking about my best friend. Just a quick recap, what we talked about. It started with what is the day of Pentecost? Then the second one was the Holy Spirit. Who is he? Week three, it was, is he a person? We answered these questions. Week four, is he charismatic? Charismatic, I think is a more proper way to say it. We answered those questions. It's very important to look back at these messages. I make my sermon notes available to you, but this is what you have to understand. You have to ask me for them. I just don't print them up until you ask me. I usually have one set that I go, if somebody asks me at the service, I'll give it to them. But if you want sermon notes that you can take home and study, open your Bible and see if I'm right, then ask me and I'll gladly print them out. I'll have them for you the next week. Um, It's important that we study the word of God. Can I get an amen? We got to show ourselves studied. We have to learn this stuff. if, If you just wait, And come Sunday to hear me talk, you're going to have a really tough time when times get really tough. It takes more than that. We have to show ourselves to be studied. This problem is for many of us. We hear a message, it excites us, we accept it, but soon we forget. Jesus talked about this in Luke 8, 13. He says, but the ones... Now, he's talking about, let me set it up. He's talking about the sower and the seeds. And the disciples said, what does this all mean? The seeds, what, and he he explained to them, the seed is the word of God. And he says, but there's the ones, the seeds, they fall on the rock, are those who, when they hear, they receive the word with joy. And these have no root. They believe for a while. And in time, temptation fall away. That temptation could be many things. It can be hard times. It can be the loss of a job. It could be a loss of a loved one. It could be so many different things that causes you and you have no strength because you have no root. You heard it. It sounded good. There's another one that Jesus says, and the others that fall by the wayside, the birds of the air will come and steal it away. The birds represent Satan. Come and steal out of your heart. That's why it's so important that we get understanding. 
He cannot take what you understand and what you apply yourself to. You need to go back to the word and you need to look this over. I know it sounds like I'm getting on you, but I'm telling you, you can't just listen to me on Sunday and grow in your Christian walk. You need more. You need to figure out a daily plan, 10 minutes a day, five minutes a day, open up your word and read it. Take sermon notes home and study them over coffee, whatever it is you have to do. If you're really wanting change and understanding to come into your life, you need to apply yourself to study. And that's my message for today. It's a good one. Today, it's entitled, Does He Baptize? Now, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. Okay? We're not talking about Jesus here. Jesus is a big part of this message. But this message title is, Does He Baptize? We're talking about the Holy Spirit. Many people have heard of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And right off, they're getting it wrong because the baptism is in the Holy Spirit. There are three baptisms distinctly talked about in the Bible. And I'm going to show them to you. A lot of people will disagree, and I'm I'm going to give you some scripture where they may be what's their basis for disagreeing with what I have to say. Well, Pastor, why... Why are you teaching us this way? Are you trying to turn us into a Pentecostal church? No, I am not. It's in the Bible. I'm not going to sidestep around anything because, oh, I think my people might not understand. We're going to give you straight up what's coming out of the Word of God. You make a decision for yourself. We're saved. We're born again. We're going to heaven. But realizing that there's more for here on this earth is so valuable. It's so valuable to know that. So that's why we're talking about these things. It's not that I want everybody here to be running around the church and speaking in tongues. It's awesome. You have a pastor who speaks in tongues. Be proud of it. But have you seen me run around and speaking in tongues and acting crazy? No, of course not. And you never will. It's a personal language from me and God. And if he gives me a prophecy and it happens to be in tongues, then I better interpret it. You know, because that's what good would a prophecy be if you didn't understand it. I know sometimes we're we're in a Baptist church. And and a lot of Baptists don't really, they kind of sidestep around some of what we're about to talk about here today. And there's no need. There's no need. There's nothing to be afraid of the Holy Spirit. He's part of the Trinity. He is God. And he wants us to understand because there's been so many abuses when it comes to the Holy Spirit. The Bible clearly shows three baptisms. And here's my three points. I'm going to give these to you right out the gate. I think there's a nose line. There you go. The Holy Spirit baptizes us in Jesus. The disciples baptize us in water. And we're going to talk about that a little bit, what that means. Jesus baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. Oh, you didn't realize that, did you? Jesus baptizes us. And we're going to show it to you straight out of the word of God. It's so important that we understand these three because this is where our strength comes from. So point number one, the Holy Spirit baptizes us in Jesus. 1 Corinthians twelve thirteen says... For by one spirit, we are all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greek, 
whether slaves or free. Do you think that covers everybody? I mean, straight up. It's black, white, brown, red, yellow. It doesn't matter who you are. It's for you. Slaves are free and have all been made to drink into the same spirit, which is Jesus Christ. In order to receive this baptism, this is so cool, this baptism of the Holy Spirit, you need to believe. This is salvation. When you first come, how many remember when you first accepted Jesus in your heart? Praise God. You know, I don't remember my youthful acceptance of Jesus. I know that I did. I know that I was baptized and I know that I was spirit filled as a kid. But I walked away. So I really remember as an adult when I finally came and humbled myself before God. And I remember that day like it was yesterday. It was a new life. It was a new beginning. This is when you first got saved. The Holy Spirit is that that draws you in without the presence or the movement of the Holy Spirit working through people. In most cases, you would have never got saved. It's the Holy Spirit that draws us to Christ. Who ministered to you? It's somebody that the Holy Spirit put in your path. Was it a message you were hearing in church? The Holy Spirit drew you into that place to hear that message. It's the Holy Spirit job to bring us to Jesus. And this is where we get saved. So does the Holy Spirit baptize? The answer is yes. He brings us to salvation. He baptizes us in Jesus Christ. And that's called salvation. But the controversy comes when sometimes we say we need to be baptized in him. So let's look at point number two. Disciples baptize us in water. Matthew 28, 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nation, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Here you see the Trinity all in one verse, all together. Three, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. They all have jobs. There's a reason that they're there. It's a reason that God put them in the word for us to be able to understand. It's so important that we see this. Here we see the Trinity. Water baptism baptism is very important. It shows publicly what you have stated has already happened inside. And now it's for all to see. We're literally dead with Christ. That's what happens when you go underwater. You're dead with Christ. And you rise up into that new beginning, that new life, a follower of Jesus Christ. Well, here's the interesting thing that a lot of people don't know. It doesn't have to be a pastor to baptize you. It has to be a believer, a disciple. You know, Manny, if you want to baptize your kids, you can. In my, with my blessing here in this place, you, 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 all we have to do is believe. And be a follower of Jesus Christ that we're called to baptize. That's We're called to do it. This isn't just the pastor's job. I love it because it's fun to see people go under and come up with that new life. There's nothing greater. But anyone can baptize. But some people argue with this next scripture that there is only one baptism. Let's look at Ephesians 4, 4 through 6. There is one body and one spirit, 
just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. This is the Bible. One God and Father of all, who is above all and through all. And praise God in you all. Isn't that good? Well, see, people will say, well, pastor, you don't need to be these three baptisms that you're talking about. I mean, it says right there, just one, just one. Well, isn't God three? Didn't we just see earlier the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit? They all have suspicion. It's one, one salvation. It's one baptism. And, they, and these three agree to one. We, we're missing it if we think that there is no baptism in the Holy Spirit. We're missing it if we think that we don't have to be baptized in water. We need to be. Is it going to keep you from going to heaven? No, it's not. The thief on the cross, he hooked on the cross, and Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. You know, he could have been hanging on the cross and said, hey, can you guys let me out? Can you throw some water on me? You know? No. He went straight to heaven with Jesus. But what we're talking about is living our daily lives here on this earth. The strength that we need, what God has called us to believe and to do, because we know that these are principles that God has set up from the very beginning. I understand why they think of it this way, but isn't God that Trinity? The Holy Spirit has drawn you in, it got you saved, and you're going to heaven. But I'm going to show you that there are three more baptisms that we're going to talk about. The Bible says these three agree as one. And what I'm trying to teach you is that if you want to live a victorious life while you're here on this earth, you need to be water baptized, spirit baptized. This is where we get the ability to stand strong in difficult times. Let's look at point number three. Jesus baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. We're going to start with Matthew 3.11. I indeed baptize you with water. Now this is, this is John the Baptist. I indeed baptize you in water. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. We know who he's talking about, right? Jesus is coming after him. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Matthew is quoting John the Baptist here. And please understand, Matthew is not just talking about the 12 disciples because the 12 disciples at this point haven't even been chose yet. This is verse chapter 3. That happens in chapter 4. People like to say the baptism of the Holy Spirit was for the disciples and for the 120 in the upper room. I'm sorry, it was not. This was said for you. He is coming. He is the Messiah. And when he comes, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. There's so much more than just coming to him and being saved. I want to show you in all three Gospels telling us the very same thing. Mark 1, 8, I indeed baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. He is Jesus. Luke 3, 16, John answered, saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water, but the one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. John 1, 33, I did not know him, capital H, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, 
upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Do you guys know who he's talking about there? This is when Jesus was being baptized and the dove descended and landed upon him. And people will say, well, no, that's not what the Bible says. What Bible are you reading? It's right here. It says that the Holy Spirit landed upon him. Now I derailed myself. Where am I at? What am I doing? John one thirty three. I already said that. So we have. Salvation, water, and spirit. Does everyone agree in this church that Jesus is our example? Well, let's talk about this. Did Jesus need to be saved? No. No, he is salvation. He would, why did he not need to be saved? Because he was born perfectly. He was the seed of the Holy Spirit. He was the seed of the Father God. Praise God for Mary was willing this child to carry Jesus. He is salvation. And Jesus was water baptized, right? And what happened when he got water baptized? The Holy Spirit descended and landed upon him and filled him. So do you think for a minute that Jesus, if he needed the Holy Spirit, why wouldn't you? We certainly don't have the power and the grace that he did. But he needed the Holy Spirit because he was in his physical body. He had laid his divinity down and took his humanity. Humanity. We had seen this. Look at Acts 2.38. Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the Holy Spirit. Acts 8, 12. But when they believed Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Acts 8, 13 says, And Simon himself also believed. When he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed to see in miracles and signs which were done. Verse 14, and then the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God. They sent Peter and John to them. Verse 15, who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. They had already received the gospel and now they're receiving the Holy Spirit. It's in your Bible. I'm just quoting the Bible. I'm not making things up that, oh, we have to do this and we have to do that. I'm telling you the program that God has set up. Verse 16. For as of yet, he had, he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Obviously, there's something more. They were saved. And yet, they laid hands on them for they would receive the Holy Spirit. Don't get angry at me. We're just reading the Bible and I haven't added anything to it. Let's look at Acts 19, 1 through 6. It says, And it happened while Apollos was in Corinthian 
that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples. Isn't that? He traveled to a land where, you know, he hadn't been there for quite some time and he found some believers. Isn't that disciples, right? He found some brothers in Christ. That's just so awesome. And he said to them, verse 2, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Why? Why would the greatest apostle of all times ask such a question? The apostle is the greatest apostle that ever lived. He wrote a third of the New Testament. He said, I understand you're saved, you're disciples, but have you received the Holy Spirit? So they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. That sounds like a lot of churches that I've been to. They just don't want to talk about it. They think it's just weird. There's nothing weird. We're talking about Jesus here. Is Jesus weird? Is anybody weirded out here by Jesus? It's Jesus who baptizes us. We've already seen those scriptures. And he said to them, Unto what then were you baptized? He, he wants to question them a little bit and go, well, Wait a minute, if you haven't heard about the Holy Spirit, then what were you baptized? They said, Into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance. You see, that's what salvation is. When we come to repent, we say, we need, <laughs> Jesus, we need you in our lives. I want to repent of my sins. Saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, and that is Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Again, verse 6, and Paul laid hands on them. And the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. People say that the Holy Spirit was only for those in the day of Pentecost. Well, Acts 19 right here was 25 years after Pentecost. 25 years. This is for us. It was for them. It's for us. And he laid hands on them. I am not going to have you march around here and I'm lay hands on you to, to get filled with the Holy Spirit. You can be filled with the Holy Spirit sitting right where you're at. You can say, man, this is what I want. Father, fill me with the Holy Spirit. But you know what? If you want to know more, we can have a special Thursday night meeting. Come down here and we can pray in the Holy Spirit. It's not something I would do on a Sunday morning. You scare people away. What's the matter with these people? But it's, it's real, and it's here, and it's in our word. It's in your Bible on your lap. The Holy Spirit is real. 1 John 5, 7, 8. For there are three that bear witness in heaven. The Father, the Word. Who's the Word? Anybody say Jesus? Jesus. Thank you. You can help me a little bit here. And the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness on earth. The Spirit, the water, and the blood. 
Who's the blood represent? Jesus. Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The water is being baptized. The spirit draws us and brings us to him. And these three agree as one. Second Corinthians 10, 2. Excuse me, did I say second? First Corinthians 10, verse 2. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that our fathers were under the cloud. This is taking us somewhere that kind of went a left turn on me when I was studying this. Uh-huh. Under a cloud, he's talking about Moses. He's talking about the children of Israel out in the desert. What were they? There was a cloud by day and what a fire by night that protected them for 40 years. He's, he, he's, he's taken us all the way back. They all passed through the sea. All were baptized into Moses. Moses, whether you realize it or not, was a type of Christ. He was their leader. He was their savior. He brought them through the hand of God out of bondage. Through the sea, in the cloud, and they all ate the same spiritual food, which was called manna. Do you remember that? And they drank from the same spiritual drink. For they drank so that's from that spiritual rock that followed them. Do you know who that rock was? It was Jesus. I wasn't sure if I had time, and I have time. Can I get Sean? And Tony, could you guys go get that whiteboard? It's on wheels, and just roll it around in here. I want to. I want to show you something. Yeah. You don't want to have a whiteboard on it. Oh, that The big one. That's why it takes two of you. Just put your stuff in the door. I'll try to stall a little bit while you bring that in here. God has had this plan from the very beginning. It's very important that we understand our salvation. We understand the importance of baptism. And we understand the importance of being filled with the Spirit, which is Jesus. There's nothing weird about it. It's Jesus who we're being filled with. And I know we've got a baptism service. How many months have we been waiting now to get Jimmy baptized back there? For months. And it's, it's got to happen here pretty soon. We're just going to break down and say we're doing it. We'll put a little chlorine in the water, call it good. Start dumping in there and just make it happen. These guys are sure slow dragging that whiteboard in here. Sorry, podcast listeners, you will see the end of this. I wasn't sure if I was going to do this or not. I actually tried to get it done on the PowerPoint by drawing. It didn't work on the PowerPoint. Do you remember when the children of Israel were, were out there and Moses goes up and 
on the mountain, and he comes down with the Ten Commandments. And God says, we need a tabernacle, we need a place to put. And they built the altar. And they built the, what do they call the thing with the cherubims on it? What is that? The Ark of the Covenant. Which was inside, in the most holy of holies, was right there. So this was the tabernacle which was built. And the high priest and the priest at the time had to come in and they had a certain ceremony that they had to go through in order to go into the Holy of Holies. You had the holy place which was here, then you had the most holy of holies. Does anybody know what would happen to them if they did not go through the ceremony correctly? They would die. They would die. How many Christians do we have walking around that, that just feel that they have no life? They love God. They're saved. They're heaven-bound. But they have no power. They have no ability. They're walking in fear. They don't understand what the world's going on around them. Why? Because they haven't followed the steps that God has set up for us. When they walked in, what's the first thing they had to do? There had to be a blood sacrifice. Do you remember that? It was a calf or a lamb or whatever it was that they had. It was something without perfection. They would have a sacrifice that they had to perform when they first came in. This represents salvation. It was Jesus' blood that was poured for us. That's salvation. And then they come to it. The next thing was a brass labor that was there. What was that for? They would wash themselves head to toe. They would completely wash themselves. That is water, baptism. That is what they were doing. They were cleaning themselves. They were washing away everything that they were going through. But there was one more step. You guys remember what the third step was? They had to be anointed. They had to be anointed with oil. I don't know if I can make a lever. They had to be anointed with oil. And that oil represents the Spirit of God. Now, they either did it, I'd have to go back and study, I didn't study this specifically. They may have done this in the holy place, I'm not sure. If they were anointed with oil on the outside, or they were anointed here, but they had to be anointed with oil before they would come into the Holy of Holies. It had to happen that way. Many people now, they say, yeah, yeah, I, I believe in Jesus, the blood. Yeah, 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 I believe. Oh, yeah, I believe in baptism. Everybody should be baptized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this part here, they want us to just kind of go around. Why? Well, because it's weird. What? What's weird? It's Jesus. He's the one who anoints us with the Holy Spirit and fire. We read those scriptures. Why do you go back and read those to me again? That's why we study these things. That's why you need my sermon notes to sit down and study it for yourself. That it's Jesus. We don't need to go. We need to go straight through. We need to be saved through salvation, believing. And the Holy Spirit then draws us to this point. Then we need water baptism. That's, that's renewing. That's, that's going under. You're now dead in Christ. And you raise up in Him. That's what baptism is all about, and it's so important. And then we have the Spirit. We need to allow Jesus to anoint us with the Spirit, with the Holy Spirit. This is where we get strength. Well, Pastor, does that mean I got a battle in another language? No, it does not mean that. That's a gift. If you do 
It is a gift from God, and it's a precious language between you and Him. It's not anything that's weird. It's not anything that's strange. It's a gift. It's one of the many, many gifts that is bestowed upon us when we get filled with the Holy Spirit. Strength. Faith. All these things. I've had people, I've had my own wife say to me, I don't know how you do it. I mean, I'm over here, she's over here freaking out. I don't know how you do it. It's the Holy Spirit. That gives me the power to know and to see and to just, just push through. I'm not going to worry. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I, I, I have worries too. I worry about my kids more than anything else. Because I know where I'm, I'm ready to go. Take me today, Lord. Come. Take us off. What a great day today would be. And we should be looking up. That day is, is nigh. And he is coming. But there's nothing mysterious about the Holy Spirit. There's nothing. It's Jesus. And Jesus is not weird. Can I get an amen? amen? He is not weird. I'm just showing you this and teaching this so that you have the power that it takes. And maybe you're listening to this going, man, that was a good message. That was, that's exciting. I learned some stuff that I didn't realize. This started all the way back at the beginning of time. Yeah, okay, I got it. And then you go home and you forget all about it because you don't study. So I'm getting after you a little bit. Dust your Bible off. Open it up. If you can't find any scriptures, just ask me for the sermon notes. I'll gladly give them to you. You can go to the podcast. I don't know what this is going to sound like because my little machine... It's just the phone. I'm down here. It's probably not even picking me up. But if I go up there, you won't be able to see me. I don't know. I don't know if today's podcast is going to be good or not. I'm going to have to deal with that. But you can go back to the podcast. You can listen to these messages over and over again. This is how I get the word of God in me because I have a busy life. I'm listening in my truck. I, I got headphones in when I was at work. <laughs> you know, I'm not there anymore so I can listen a little more on my time now. Sorry, honey. But I'll still do my job. Amen? Amen.